0: That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard.
1: But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land.
0: Hello and welcome to History Today at Averett a history podcast based at Avert University that investigates the histories of Danville area residents and explores how the great or not so great events of the 20th century shaped their lives. And we are back for another episode of History Today. I'm your host, Jonathan Sherry. Today in the studio we have Tanner Bray. Tanner, how you doing? Good
1: man. Good. Excited to be here.
0: How's your semester going? Everything going all right?
1: Yeah, we're we're making it through. Trying to get through it. It's been
0: it's been a bummer not having you guys in the in the upper level class this semester. You and Cat in the in the 406. It's been a fun class, but I, I have missed you guys. I know,
1: man, I wanted to get in there so bad, but the way they have classes set up, I could not get in.
0: Yeah, hopefully we can change that at some point. So, today we are uh, we are talking about William Gerald Campbell, um, who goes by Gerald, right? Um, family member of yours. Why don't you just tell us in general about about uh, Gerald?
1: Uh, Gerald isn't quite related, but he might as well be. Um, I met him, well, I've known him all my life. We uh, started out going to the same church, school for the Pentecostal. And he, he was like a, a second father figure to me the majority of the time. Every time I go over there, he's, he was the pianist and the deacon. So, you know, little mm-hmm. kids love to play on the piano.
0: Oh, he was a musician. So, yeah. Wow. Um, Tanner did something a little bit different than, uh, than, the, than the other students. Uh, he didn't look at somebody who was involved in the Second World War, he's looking at somebody who was in the military. was important to him, who was in the military during the Cold War. And uh, it says in your write-up that um, he joined the Air Force. Why why, why did he join the Air Force? What did he say about that?
1: Uh, He talked about the local recruiter coming by. He didn't really have a plan coming out of high school, so uh, he needed some structure in his life, and the military was the best choice for him. He uh, didn't specifically say why the Air Force, but after a little bit of talking with him, he he's always been an aviation nut and loves everything to do with planes, so it just makes sense.
0: Yeah, and the, and the military gave him an opportunity to work in that kind of area. That's, okay. uh, yeah. So is, and he's from where? Around here, this he's region?
1: He's um, Providence, North Carolina. He goes to our church, which is Schoolfield Pentecostal, which is right up the road from Abert University.
0: Okay, okay. And uh, he, he, he joined um, pretty pretty young right he was 17 when he started talking to recruiters 18 when he goes into basic uh he said he said it was scary basic
1: yeah he uh, he talked about how difficult and rigorous it was to start with um you know being 18 and going that far away from home is crazy for a lot of people oh yeah i don't know he had a lot of stories about basics but uh he enjoyed the time he was there and it made him who he was
0: it seems like he uh he he credits the military with building his own character a whole lot and he it seems like he thinks this could be something that would be implemented across the board mandatory military uh uh service which isn't that abnormal i mean there still are countries that do that germany was doing that until a few years ago and what south korea still south does 30, it yeah why do you think he be- he believed in that
1: it's just I think he believes that because it gives everyone a sense of pride in the country to start with. And secondly, it builds character, like you said. Um, you know, we, we'd we have a lot less problems if everyone had that military mindset for like two years.
0: That kind of uh, structure, that, that, that discipline and structure that you get from from military right. training. Uh in your write-up, you said that he ended up being able to work on, um, he, was a, he was an engine mechanic on planes, right?
1: Jet an engine mechanic. He worked on the F-4 Phantoms, which were used for air and ground support in Vietnam, and he kept those running in the air.
0: Yeah, the F-4 Phantoms are kind of, they're they're f- tandem fighters, but they also are, are bombers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extensively used in the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, he said he was—he was generally. Uh, you wrote in your write-up that he's generally kind of disconnected from the the politics and the and the stuff that was going on when he was when he was in basic, at least, and that on this one day they learned that the president had been impeached. That is President Nixon. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So he told me a little story about how uh, they're—I think they're called TIs in the Air Force—called them out to formation and the TI asked the question of who was the commander-in-chief or something along those lines. And everyone responded, Richard Nixon, because he was, at the time, president and commander-in-chief. And the TI said, wrong, he's been impeached. So that shows what kind of information you can get on basics. You know what you're told.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. We forgot to turn Tanner's mic on there. Amateur mistake. It's amateur hour on history today. But we have fixed the problem, and the audio should be normal for the rest of the interview. So let's go ahead and dive back in. Yeah, you also said that he enjoyed volunteering as a chapel guide. was, uh... Was Gerald a religious man? What, do you, what would you say about that? Gerald's
1: like, always been religious. He, uh, From his upbreaking, he's been a religious man. Um, the chapel guide is a unique position in the Air Force because they're like, they're the person that shows people around and you can go to them and talk in confidence. Mm-hmm. So that was something he always enjoyed being able to do.
0: Probably allowed him to build relationships with people around. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. And he was enlisted for five years.
1: He joining out of high school. He started with early enlistment for four years, and then he extended for one year. So five years total.
0: Okay, yeah. And he was. He says, uh, or you said that he reported that he kind of didn't know what he wanted to do yet, so he stayed in a bit yeah. longer. I See. And and uh, post military, he he goes into maintenance and engineering right
1: yeah he uh, worked at dan river mill for oh, i don't remember how many years he worked there but he talked about that being the good times coming mm-hmm. out uh working in maintenance working at dan river mill he built good relationships throughout that area and they hold strong today
0: dan river mills was first opened in 1882 as Riverside cotton mills. It expanded rapidly over the first several decades, Um, was a huge site of production of cloth and other textiles. Um, It also thrived during the war, like much of American industry. Uh, But after the 1960s, imported textiles gradually began to eat away at the market share of American textile makers and Dan River was no exception. So uh, already in a steady decline by the 80s and 90s, it, um, Dan River went into Chapter 11 in 2004. Um, th- th- actually, Dan River Mills building is going to be renovated. It was announced this earlier this year um, and will be opened as Dan River Falls. Let's go back to the interview and And you report that he uh, uh, you asked him what the, what a word of advice would be that, that he would give to anyone thinking about joining the armed forces. What do you say to that
1: um, He highly re- recommends the military uh, for anyone who doesn't know what they want to do with their lives. Um, he said that the military isn't easy, but it offers grave benefits in a way that a person can gain knowledge and Uh, learn about different jobs and travel, get their life together in a way that uh, is meaningful to the country and Mm -hmm. can get you experience over time.
0: Yeah, yeah. It kind of set you up for some other kind of career, basically. Um, One of the things I found really interesting about your project, uh, Tanner, is that you said that... uh, Gerald just didn't want to talk about the Cold War. In other words, he he wasn't really interested in talking about the politics behind uh yeah, behind it or the politics of the Vietnam War or anything like that. Um, why don't you tell us about that? Why, why do you think that is? Or what would you say?
1: I wouldn't say it's lack of knowledge because he you know he's a pretty knowledgeable man on most things. But uh, I think it's more of his way of working with what he has getting into politics on especially some controversial things like that isn't you know that isn't the military way you don't speak out of turn you don't talk about this stuff yeah and it's rather impolite most of the time when you do in public so i think his biggest reasoning for not talking about that was because he knew we were going to do this talk and uh he didn't want you know his thoughts on something going out and influencing anyone else
0: sure sure, sure. respect for that um so what what were the um, what were the years that he was in the military? Do you oh, do you remember? Is it is it um, let's see. Is it the I early? It. it it had to have been uh, mid seventies, um, because of course Nixon Nixon was impeached uh, in what seventy four seventy
1: three. Yeah, I think it was around. I mean, it had to be around that time, but. I don't have that written down with me.
0: So he's going to be he's going to be in the military then as the process of vietnamization is carried out where American troops try to turn over the war to the Vietnamese yeah. and draw down troop numbers and eventually fully withdraw between 73 and 75.
1: He was working on for basics he was stationed in Shaw Air Force Base in South Carolina in December 74.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well Well, uh, Tanner, why don't you tell us a bit about doing this project? Was it was it fun? Free? Was it interesting? Was it difficult? What would you say? Well,
1: oh, I loved it. I got to talk to one of my favorite people by far, just man to man, and have a conversation with them about you know his life and his experiences. And I think that's important to gain that knowledge for future generations because one day these people aren't going to be here.
0: Yeah, it's definitely part of the mission of this podcast is just to kind of get this stuff down, you know? Record it just for the sake of recording it, because it's worth recording um, stories from different communities, different families of the area, uh, and Gerald is no exception. Um, did you actually record the uh, the interview that you did with him, or did you guys just talk kind of informally, or what do you think?
1: Uh, funny story, I came in, I went to his house... Um, and we sat down and we you know talked for a little bit, just you know just about random things that were going on in our lives and when we <laughs> when we were going to start the interview, I had pulled out my phone, I'd set it down on record for the face down and um, we got to the end of the interview and nothing recorded <laughs> the entire time so I don't I don't have any of that I conversation.
0: I can't say that's never happened to me uh, <laughs> it's definitely happened to me before. Well, uh Tanner, is there anything else you wanna you wanna report or talk about or or mention here?
1: Go out and learn. I mean that's the the best way to learn about these things. You go out, talk to people, make connections.
0: All right, you heard it from Tanner Bray. Uh thanks for listening everybody. Uh also thanks to you, Tanner. I appreciate you coming by, you stopping yeah, by. And it's we'll good to see you. That.